0: During the Abu Dhabi race weekend, we caught up with professional racing driver, Jess Hawkins, who was in the Aston Martin garage at the time of recording. So we apologize for the background noise.
1: and welcome to the cut to the race podcast i'm abby and i'm here with Catherine today Catherine, how are you
2: good morning i'm really good thank you it's pretty it's still early in the uk so
1: it is we are working on abu Dhabi time this weekend as it is a very special episode as we are here with not only a racing driver but also a stunt driver and an incredible woman in the motorsport industry jessica hawkins jess how are you i'm great thank you for having me the pleasure is all ours so to kick it off obviously you're in involved in loads of aspects of motorsport both on and off track how did you get into motorsport and was it a career that you always knew you wanted
0: um, i mean i started crafting. i was always a really sporty kid um i didn't 100 percent know what sport i was going to end up in but i was pretty sure it was going to be a sport um and i was playing golf with my dad one day actually and sort art track in the distance, but I didn't really have any idea what it was. Begged him to let me have a go and that was that really. It was never supposed to be a career. It was uh, just a hobby that, you know, never ended, I guess. And here I am 20 years later, um, uh, still in the industry and extremely proud of where I've come from and the journey that I've had.
1: Well, it's been an incredible journey. And one of the things that you do is you're a driver ambassador for Aston Martin, can you just tell us a bit more about that role and what it entails, and also like your involvement in any initiatives like Racing Pride that the team do as well?
0: Yeah, so I started with a team, or we're coming up to the end of my second year with the team, and it very much started in like a media role, lots of work with the sponsors, lots of interviews, um, potlaps, uh, taking sponsors out on circuit, um, but more recently it's kind of grown a lot. Um, I started on the simulator a couple of months ago, um, which is obviously a massive step uh, for me. Um, And great. Uh, So yeah, Uh, my role keeps growing and who knows where where it will end.
2: And of course, while carrying out that role, you got to also work with the drivers, Lance Troll and Sebastian Vettel, who is now retiring, as we know. So can you tell us a bit what it was to like work with a four-time world champion?
0: Yeah, I mean, they're both amazing. Um, Seb especially uh, as he said full-time world champion I think everybody is extremely sad on the team that he's going to be leaving but um, you know we lose one great and gain another Um obviously we have Alonso coming to the team next year which is going to be fantastic it'll be great to work with another pe- person that has had some great success and um, yeah it's been great working with Yeah,
2: and Tom, how do you feel that, like, for example, Alonso now is going to be joining the team next year? What do you think that, like, he can bring, especially after Austin had quite a difficult period this year?
0: I think a new set of eyes, probably, no bad thing. Um, you know all all, all angles and all experiences welcome I guess and he's had some great success in the past and he knows how to drive cars he knows how to step up cars around him so if he can you know bring anything to the team I'm sure it's going to be very welcome.
1: You mentioned that your role as a driver ambassador has grown and you're now doing the simulator as well. How has the simulator been? Has it been like a learning experience? Because I imagine it's very different to like the W Series cars doing the F1 simulation. Yeah.
0: Obviously, you know, the step from W Series to Formula 1 would be huge. So, yes, I mean, I've driven some amazing simulators in my time, but this is just level up. Um, I guess this was next level. This is, I guess, the closest thing that I'll get to driving Formula 1 car, you know, the sales and stuff that you get. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, It took... It certainly took some time, but not too long to get used to it. Um and honestly, it it, it went better than I thought it would. Um very quickly, um, and was extremely competitive time-wise, very quickly. So yeah, um, I was very pleased.
1: And you've achieved so much in your career. You were British karting champion at a very young age of twelve, and you got a podium in this this opening round of my of W series in Miami. What would you say is your proudest achievement of your career today? I don't, I
0: don't, picking my proudest is um, difficult, but certainly one of the highlights was that podium at Miami. It was, uh, you just can't replicate those feelings, you know, those uh, emotions that you feel. Um, so, yeah, especially off of the back of a year, the previous year, which I struggled in, we um, lacked faith all year. I didn't have no answers really. So come back in at the first race the following season. Yeah, find on my pace again, Uh, and podium was. uh, It was pretty special, yeah.
2: And I feel like W Series has gave us a lot of special moments that us fans also experienced with the drivers. And unfortunately, um, this year's adventure had to come to an end following the cancellation. So, what do you see of? in the future of W Series. And now there is also the feeder series that they're saying that is coming through to help women get into Formula 2 and then get into Formula 1 too. So do you think that maybe these women that race in W Series can eventually be maybe role models or even help the drivers directly by working with them? Yeah. What role do you think they can play? Yeah,
0: potentially. I mean, I, I, I would like to think that you know some of if not all of the 3 series drivers are already role models the younger children or younger females to look up to so and yes maybe help help mentor the the younger generation um I certainly get involved where I can where time allows yeah. um and yeah I i I'm very passionate about helping females in my school and I'm sure that you know they can work in line with each other and all female participation in motorsport to me is a very good thing and you know the more the merrier
1: so you're also a stunt driver and have done the latest James Bond movie and Fast and Furious is Alive as well that the stunt driver to me seems like a very stressful but exciting job as well how did you get involved in that and are there any opportunities in the future that you could possibly tell us about sadly I can't tell you about anything upcoming
0: Oh, I got into it. It all honestly it all came about because I ran out of budget to go racing. I was finding it really difficult to bring sponsors in, to go racing. A friend of mine tagged me on a Facebook post that said that they were looking for female good car controls. Didn't really say too much about what it was for, but I thought I would send in my application. Send in my application and it was for the stunt driving role that I was never had any experience doing because it's so different to racing, I guess. Um anyway, I. I got an interview, got got past the interview stage where it was a, an audition where I had to drift and do loads of stuff that I'd never done before. So the only place that I could teach finally was the place in Ireland the day before. And they taught me some basic things. Anyway, I went to this audition and they'd flown some girls and from around the world. There were some super, super talented females there that had been doing it for a long time. And honestly, I must have just, the audition. I, I ended up getting the job. I probably started on, you know, the first day is probably one of the worst. Um, but by the end of the audition process I was like to think that I was one of the best. Um and honestly I think it was my rate of progression that, that, that got me the job. Because um, I was competing against some people that had been, you know, started their full time jobs. So Yeah, I adapted to it very, very quickly and went on to learn a whole variety of new different skills that um, I still use now. So, yeah. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness and resilience that sets Marines apart.
2: And another exciting venture that you took part in was driving the new Range Rover Sport up the spillway in Iceland. Can you tell us a bit more about the challenges that you encountered while doing it and how did you feel when you saw the water coming towards you?
0: The car was amazing. New Range Rover Sport, incredible car and for a task like that, I needed a great car. So luckily luckily I had one. Um, Yeah, it was really hairy at times. Um, but we did make it up when the waves were coming down. There were some ripples in the in the waves, which would create waves to sort of generate the water. But as it was creating waves, there was a massive stud each time as I was driving up and there were points where I was like, oh my God, is it is it going to make it? Um, but it did it with ease, did it with ease.
1: Would you say that that car is your favourite car that you've driven uh, or maybe one of the James Bond ones at all? What is your favourite car you've been able to drive?
0: That's an impossible task and one I couldn't possibly ever answer. I don't know. So it's gonna it's gonna be a Formula One car. Should I ever get to drive one?
1: Hopefully we will see you in a Formula One car Thanks very soon in the future. <laughs> <laughs>
2: And we also know that you um, hold a Guinness World Record, too. We're curious to know what it is. So can you tell us a bit more about that?
0: Yes. So I hold a Guinness World Record for the world's fastest normal and not to 100 miles an hour. So crazy, right? That's um, not perhaps what you were thinking. But yeah, officially, I've got the world record for that. And unofficially, I have the world record for the world's fastest normal. Um when you go for Guinness World Records, you have to prove that you've done it in a number of different ways. They won't just take telemetry, or they won't just. I think there's three or four different ways that you have to prove it, and obviously you have someone from Guinness World Record there. Yeah, well, our telemetry went down for well, one of the telemetry ways went down for the world's fastest long rail, but they don't take it. But we've got it on camera. The speedo is correct. We've got the visuals from the guy that says there we should be the world's fastest lawnmower. And 156 to 7 miles an hour, I think it was. But yeah, officially the world record for the world's fastest lawnmower, 0 to 100 miles an hour, which I believe was six seconds, which is really fast.
1: Wow, that certainly seems fast. Um, congratulations on having that record. Um Thank you. So obviously we're going back to W series. They don't race on every track that Formula One has. Are there any tracks that you haven't raced on in your career so far that you would like to race on in the future?
0: <laughs> all of them, literally all of them. <laughs> um, but if we're going to limit it to one, I would say probably Suzuka. Everyone always says how big the how great the is. Yeah, I'm going to have to go to Suzuka. Offers, you know. Recommendations from other people.
1: So you said that you'd love to go to Suzuka. What is your favourite track that you have raced at so far?
0: far is great. That's a simple answer, I think. Um I love Silverstone. Um, I think it's great. And it's only half an hour down the road from me, so it's even I just love it because it's special, you know, it's special because it's home. Um I enjoy Athens aspen was a great circuit. Coach was great. This was really great. Singapore was great. Look, they're all great. <laughs>
1: Obviously, a lot of training goes into learning new tracks and everything. What does a typical like training day look like? Obviously, there's a lot of like body functioning that you have to do with loads of exercise and that. Can you just tell us a bit about that?
0: So, a lot. Of, if if I go by this year, it's been I've been building muscle this year. Um, so lots of kind of strength and endurance um work for me. Um, so typically, I don't know, lots of deadlift, uh, building muscle, I guess. Um, yeah, some endurance too, which is uh, I have to, I really, really enjoy the gym when building muscle, really enjoy it. I'm not such a fan of cardio. So uh, when it's cardio day, I really have to motivate myself to go in, but um, it's worth the effort in the end.
2: And now you told us how you prepare for races and to drive such race cars. Can you tell us a bit how you prepare for other things, like, for example, driving the Range Rover Sport? Because you really need to build a sort of mental strength to, for example, go in the spillway in Iceland.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's just as much, you know... Emphasis on mental strength because there is physical strength. I think for me, anyway, my I know that my mental health is almost more important than my physical health. Um, but yeah, I guess that you, there's lots of research you can do. You know, sometimes a lot of these times you, you go in without much practice, so you have to be make sure that you're fully focused, fully aware. You know, you have switched on. You know what's going on. So I guess mental work as well. It has to be adapted quickly, and there's just so many different things and ways that you're able to do to focus yourself.
1: So, Aston Martin also has um, the Racing Pride initiative set up by Matt Bishop, and that, and the team is involved in lots of different like political and environmental uh, initiatives as well. Can you tell us a bit more about that and whether you have any involvement with like Racing Pride at all? You know, I've not spoken about it, but I think at the time, I mean, I've
0: I've been like with my girlfriend for two years. Very happy with her. But I didn't, you know, at the time it, I wasn't quite ready to become an ambassador and, you know, it was all just a little bit too soon. But absolutely applaud the work that they do. I'll help them. I do, you know, some interviews with them and mention them and more than happy to help where I can. So perhaps that's a conversation for the future. i um, a little bit more ready now. Um, yeah, I applaud what they do. They stand for all the right reasons and they're giving faith to many of those who who need it. Need some help along the way, um, but yeah, applaud what they do.
1: Definitely, it is a fantastic initiative that they've set up. Now, the final question that we ask all our guests is the motorsport time machine if you could go to any time in motorsport, past or future, to do anything with anyone from motorsport, what would you choose? Do Do
0: you know what I would do? Because these 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 stats about um Lewis is one of the most races ever. It wouldn't be great to put all of those people with like the highest that all together and race in the same car to see like who is the best. Because at the moment like we have more races a season now than what they did back then. So it's it's not a competition, is it? So I guess that's what it stands. But it's not like fully representative, so we couldn't compare Michael Schumacher's X amount of wins to Lewis's X amount of wins, because there was there's so many more races in the calendar now. I guess it's just a bigger that, I guess, but it's not it's not really a competition. Yeah, I think it would be good to that's uh, uh, in a roundabout way answer your question. <laughs> it's not one specific time, but it's several different times it all put together.
1: I don't think we've actually ever had that arts before. I like that because it like you say, it is difficult because now they do have more races, so that would be good to yeah. actually compare it all. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us today. I know you're currently in Abu Dhabi for the final race weekend. So thank you for your time, Jess. It's been lovely having Thank you. Thank
0: you very much for having me. It's been a thank
1: you. You're listening to the Cut to the Race podcast. It's lights out and away we go!
0: Sports go. Social Podcast Network.